0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Duck Show. I'm Doug Cunnington and in this episode I'm going to talk about the importance or at least the relevancy of being around other people that sort of have the same mindset of you as you, being around like-minded people and that sort of thing. So today I have uh, actually been on vacation for a little while. So today is my Sort of first day recording, and hopefully I'll be able to talk. actually, I just uh, completely blanked out, but hopefully I'll be able to talk and uh, you know produce some of these shows like I have been. but if people have been following along, you may know that I went to Alaska. I drove to Alaska from Colorado. so it's a it's a very long drive. actually, I had my my parents joined me as well. They're retired they enjoy road trips. And when I just mentioned that I was doing it and if they wanted to come along, they could. And it turned out you know, pretty good because number one, it's a much easier to drive with like other people helping out. So that was very beneficial. Also, my dad has a relatively new Ford Explorer. It's like uh, probably less than three, four years old. So it rides pretty smoothly. It's fuel efficient, a lot more fuel efficient than the cars that I maybe had access to. So it turned out great. Brought Georgie along. I'll be posting pictures and stuff on Instagram kind of slowly. I didn't really post anything while I was um, on vacation. I didn't want to be distracted. And I also don't want to just like broadcast to the world, like what I'm doing at all times, which seems weird since I have all these different things where I talk about myself all the time. But Uh, I actually kind of like to lay low. So anyway, I'm back in the office. I'm doing stuff again. It was really good uh, to take roughly a month off. I was largely like not checking emails except for like once a week or so. I had VAs working on, you know, things for me. I had writers doing things. And I will get to the topic, by the way. But the cool thing is I, I, hired several different contractors and different pieces of work to be done on my business so that I didn't have to do anything while I was gone. And some of those are vendors like uh, content development pros or content refined or even human proof designs. And my VAs were able to make decisions for me and basically serve, um, serve as me right so they were able to like field emails from different parties and they knew what i would probably reply back or if they didn't um they would be able to get in touch with me sort of batch their questions together so that i wasn't like bombarded with like just random bullshit questions that i don't really need to answer and it was fantastic it's really i'll probably talk about that in another show and kind of go a little more in depth but it's pretty cool to just remove yourself and see how things go. And uh, it went okay. Anyway, it was a very cool trip. I'll actually be talking a lot more about the Alaska trip because there was so much that we did. I I think I traveled about 8,000 miles in 25 days. And my my folks, they drove to Colorado from Atlanta. So they had another, I think another couple thousand or 2,500 miles or so. That they they went additional. So uh, it's good to be back home honestly, but it was also good to get away from the heat. I'm not a huge fan of hot weather and you uh, know it was pretty hot. It was almost like 100 degrees when I left Colorado. So as soon as I started heading north it cooled off quite a bit as you can imagine. and it's it's still warm here but um, you know it's not as hot as it was. Anyway, let's get to it couple things I'm going to sort of mention. You you can imagine I'm for hanging around like-minded people or at least like the sort of people that you want to be moving in the direction of. And I'll explain. Now, I didn't really pay much attention to this sort of concept until eh, probably like 2013 or something like that. Probably when I discovered like this online marketing stuff and and working online and all that sort of thing. But sitting where I sit now, reflecting back, I see that so many of my like behaviors were shaped by the people that I was around. So like my behaviors, my thoughts, um, just generally how I was looking at like the work that I was doing, what I wanted to do with my life and all that kind of stuff. Now I don't necessarily know what I want to do with my life, but I know several things that I don't want to do, which is also helpful. So I made a list, I made some notes to prepare. And I was looking back at some of the decisions that I made in the past, especially ones that were like kind of shitty. So I I kind of jotted down what they were, sort of the years that they took place. And then like now I'm doing things much differently. And when I look back at like some of the folks that I was hanging out with, which I mean, they're, they're my friends or they were my friends and we've moved on to different areas of life or had different circles of friends or whatever. Like, you know, maybe they're perfectly happy like where they're at, but I realized that I wanted to shift things. So example number one is uh, when I bought a house and that was back in 2005. And you probably are thinking, hey, that seems like a pretty bad time to buy a house. Well, it was, it was probably like one of the worst times to buy a house ever in the United States, maybe across the world, not a hundred percent sure, but it was a shit show overall. So, uh, I bought roughly at the height of the market. And at that point in time, 2005, I had, uh, like my first full-time job for a couple years. I, was like renting different apartments at the time, or at least like I had roommates. I also traveled essentially full-time like while I was working. So I was traveling and I didn't really have like a home base, but a lot of my friends that I was hanging around, they were like getting married, settling down, like getting houses and stuff like that. Also, you probably uh, realize that people generally recommend, hey, buy a house get some real estate. When I looked at like my older sibling and her friends, like they got a job, they bought a house pretty quick, seemed to work out really well. They got another house. They always moved up. My parents did this a few times, like basically buying a house up until that point seemed like a really, you know, it was a fine idea. It was responsible. And that's what I thought. I was like, Hey, this is a responsible thing to do. Um, I like this neighborhood It's an up and coming neighborhood. (laughs) Like it was kind of rough to be honest with you. It was like on the other side of the railroad tracks in a literal way. People in Atlanta, since, you know, I don't live there anymore. I can tell you kind of where it was, but um, it's like an Edgewood community, which is kind of, it's kind of cool now, but you may remember like a few years ago, it was pretty rough. And I think, you know, they're at the point now where most of the houses have been like purchased, torn down and like rebuilt, so there's like pretty nice expensive homes there now. So anyway, I bought a house, terrible time, ended up upside down. A whole other story for another day, but eventually I let it go into foreclosure. Um when I had it as a rental house for a few years, I saw like basically it was a, a terrible um like cash flow situation and like I had no recourse with the mortgage company and I, any of the plans that were out there and programs to help people out that bought houses that, um, like they were basically upside down. They didn't apply to me cause I had it as a rental home. So I was making good money as well. So essentially I was, I was with a bad investment. So eventually I, I let it go. Best financial decision I've ever made. By the way, so that was fantastic. My credit score was fine. I don't borrow money anymore, so your credit score doesn't matter as much. Okay, moving on to uh, another roughly around the same time frame. Apparently, I was very impressionable. Is when I bought a truck in uh, 2006. So it's the same truck that I talked about a little while uh, back on on the show here, and I like the truck. It's pretty you know it's a fine truck i'll probably keep it for, for longer until it dies most likely but um basically i i don't really need a truck um it was kind of convenient with having a house so i could like haul things back and forth but it's pretty rare when i actually needed a truck and it's kind of f- like it was fine to help other people out when they needed a truck too but um and like in the grand scheme of things A different car would have been like more fuel efficient, maybe a little cheaper, so on and so forth. But I really didn't need a truck, but for whatever reason, I was like, hey, it's going to be awesome to have a truck. And I probably could have purchased like a a vehicle that was a little bit older and just, you know, approach things differently. So last one um, that I'm going to mention here is I used to have sort of like rolling credit card debt roughly from like you know, around co- the college timeframe to around 2007, 2008, um, which is a little bit after I got married. Now, the, the weird thing is, I don't know, I don't know why I had rolling credit card debt. Cause what I would end up doing is, um, I would like pay off the credit card all the way. And then I would like buy like sort of expensive stuff Uh, maybe go on vacation, whatever. I like bought things I didn't need. I have no, I, I don't even know what I spent my money on to be honest with you. Didn't really do much of a budget back in those days. I just had enough money. I would spend some, whatever I wanted. And I always had savings too. I always had savings that were greater than my credit card. So, I mean, I, like I said, I don't know what I was doing other than the stupid advice that um like credit card and financial companies give you about, hey, you know, prove you have a, a very responsible uh, financial uh, outlook and you always pay off your credit card on time and all that stuff. And, you know, you'll have a better credit rating if you actually like have some uh, finance charges so that... um you know, they see that they make money off you or something like, I I don't even know the reasoning now, but at this point, I don't trust any sort of financial advice from any credit card company or any of the financial companies or financial advisors either. I'm that jaded because, I mean, the incentives are all off. For example, when you look back at the, um, at the whole foreclosure thing that I mentioned before, most of the advice out there is from like creditors, mortgage companies who don't want you to make a decision that is potentially better for you and not as good for them if it's gonna mess up their, you know, their mortgage. And they, they want your money, right? They want your money. So the, the reason why all of these are relevant is because my friends were buying a house back in those days. Some of my other friends had trucks and/or they were buying like vehicles, right? And I was like, oh, I should buy. I should buy a new car even though I don't necessarily need one and then finally the rolling credit card debt. Basically, every all my friends had like rolling credit card debt or some sort of like like big financing whether it was for their car or credit cards or whatever, furniture, what have you. Now, the cool part is I slowly like just stopped being friends with the, those folks um, through just I think like natural, uh, just growing apart. Like we move further away, different jobs, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I don't know a hundred percent. There was never like a falling out or anything like that, but it just stopped hanging out with them as much slowly over time. And I started hanging out with like other people that were more either like responsible with money or They just kind of like had different goals that were like a lot more clear. These other folks, I'm not really sure what they were aiming for. We were young, right? We were in our twenties. So I think we were just like taking what we were dealt and like doing the best that we could with what we had, which is, you know, I respect that. That's all you can do. Um, But now at this point, I'm like in better shape than I used to be. Like, I think I'm, I'm probably about 20 pounds lighter right now than i was in like my mid to late 20s i don't know if that's like a, you know i I expect it's somewhat of a trend for like certain folks obviously um a lot of people would you actually put on weight um and your your metabolism slows down and maybe your habits don't improve so i've like swung the other direction so i'm eating healthier I mentioned intermittent fasting all the time, <laughs> at least in in the context of the show. and um, i I'm feeling much better. Um, I exercise more than I used to and I'm outside more than I used to be. So all those things are habits that I generally picked up from you know either physically being around like people who had similar thoughts as as those, or listening to podcast like I said, I think a lot of these mindset shifts for me occurred, um, after 2013, after I discovered smart passive income and several other podcasts. I don't think those, um, podcasts that I was listening to necessarily had those like, uh, like sort of healthier ideas. Cause that's most of the things that I mentioned, um, just now, but it's also like a mindset shift where instead of having a corporate job and thinking, wow, this is, uh, this is fantastic. Um, I really want to do this for the next 30 years or whatever, um, or I hate it and I'm going to do it for the next 30 or 40 years just because I have to. Now I'm like, oh, well, maybe you don't have to do that stuff. Maybe you can do things differently. And you don't have to buy into all this that I'm mentioning um, right now. But like the mindset shift is like, oh, you, you can change, right? You can change your behaviors. And part of that maybe would be hanging around like-minded people and it's very interesting and i want you to think back to maybe a time where you were i I guess i don't want to be too redundant but around like-minded people people or people where you were like placed into a different environment than what you were used to and then you all sort of like became a little bit more similar and like each other now it's probably more likely like if you um end up going to I don't know if summer camp would be the right, uh, the right thing. But if you went away to like a conference, for example, if you went to a conference and you're around a bunch of people who have uh, like a similar mindset or at least a mindset that you want to, you want to sort of shift towards, like all those conversations and all your thoughts will then drive your actions and you'll probably start doing more of that stuff. You kind of internalize it. So, you know, like at this point, when I think of a corporate job, I think it's just crazy. I can't, I can't imagine. Now I'm not saying I would never get a job again. If the right opportunity was out there to work with like uh, smart people and, and learn, I think there's value in that. You know, it's not all about um, having a hundred percent freedom all the time. Although I really, really like that. So a couple ways I'll suggest some ways that you could find people to be around especially like if you happen to you you may be thinking oh i don't know how to like hang out with other people right um like i'm i sort of have like the neighborhood crew that i know um or maybe your your children's uh like your children's friends parents right i since i don't have kids i don't i don't know exactly but my understanding is you kind of end up being friends with like your uh, your children's friends, parents, right? So neighborhood, families, um, maybe you're, you know, you have a job, most of your friends or people that you're around are at your job. So it may be a little tough. So I'll have some suggestions for you. So one would be like uh, mastermind groups. So I got into mastermind groups immediately as soon as I started my first couple websites. So within like one to two months, like I was trying to reach out to people. Um, at the time it was uh, Pat Flynn's, niche site, dual, like forum website. I put together a small group there. We probably met for about six weeks and then sort of grew apart. And like, it just didn't work out all that well, to be honest with you, but it it served the purpose, especially for me. I mean, I learned a lot from everyone there. And I think some of the other people, like they weren't committed, they weren't serious. And they were honestly, a few of them were just lazy. Like they said they they were going to do something and then they didn't do it. So I quickly formed another group with some other folks that were um, they were doers, right? They would actually uh, make some you know, statement that they were going to do something and they actually did it pretty big deal. I mean, just that alone, just being around people that are like, I'm going to do X. And then they do it. That's huge. Most people don't do shit. They're very lazy. Next would be local groups and like meetups. So, These are everywhere. You can just go to like meetup.com and try to like find some groups that are meeting. There's a lot of entrepreneurship groups. um, depending on the size of your city or like what is around you, you probably have a good chance to have like very specific type of meetup groups. So it may not be just like entrepreneurship. You may be able to find like an internet marketing group or a WordPress design group or whatever. Like it can be very narrow. especially if you're in a big city. Now, um, another one that I'll pitch here before I get to like the big one that I think triggered um, this idea for a show is paid courses. So I have joined a couple premium courses. Um, I'm trying to think how many, like three to four And I think most of them were, I think the cheapest one was like a thousand bucks and the most expensive was like around 4,000 or so. And the cool part is usually like almost 90% of the time, especially if it's like a premium type course, the course will have some sort of community. Now, maybe it's a Facebook group. Those are pretty popular. That's where uh, the five figure niche site group is. Others may have like a dedicated forum, but Facebook seems to be like a pretty stable place at this point in time, especially for these sort of private groups, or it may be you know, some other format, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, actually I won't even throw anything out, but usually a, a paid course will have some community aspect and the creators realize that it's a pretty important aspect. People wanna you know, chat and, and meet other folks. So for me, I actually have formed like two mastermind groups from the community aspect of those premium groups. Now there's a couple fantastic things that happen when you have a group like that. So number one, they have skin in the game because they've paid for the course. That is very big because you'll end up getting like a better level of commitment um, just in general. Than random people. Now, I'm not saying that you can't find a great group without joining a course or anything like that, but if someone paid 2000 bucks to be in the course and to be in the group, they're going to respect um, the group. Number one, they're going to respect your time, most likely, and you know they are very serious about whatever it is you're studying or whatever you want to talk about. So, that's very key, in my opinion. You have skin in the game, and they're a little more committed than just some random folks out there. Now, the other cool thing with that is, um, actually, there's two more. Good thing I don't number these. So there's two more things. One, they have a baseline set of knowledge that will be common with yours through the course material. So if you're taking the same course as them, they're going to be studying the same things, and you'll be able to use the same voc- vocabulary, you'll be able to you know, help each other with the material and get just additional insights with a study partner, essentially. Now, you don't have to treat it as a study partner, but you could remind each other um, like, hey, did you do the exercise in unit two? And literally, like, I've had those experiences with the mastermind groups um, that I formed out of courses. So, you have those couple things. And The other part, which is sort of like implicit to what I just mentioned, basically like, you know, the topic of what you're going to like mastermind about. So one of the mastermind groups that I had, it was on courses, right? Like, how do you get an idea for a course? How do you cover the material properly, selling the course, marketing it, all that kind of stuff. So like, we knew what we were going to talk about, even though like the person um, that I'm I mainly connected with, their their topic and their niche was completely different than mine. I literally have no interest in what she was working on. And I don't know anything about it, but it didn't matter because we were masterminding about courses and like the the high level aspects of like course design and creating a course. So it didn't matter that our topics were completely different and that I had very little knowledge. In fact, it may have been helpful in us giving advice to each other because we didn't have any sort of like preconceived notions about the other one's topic. We could ask very basic questions and be completely genuine about it, which is another way for me to say that I ask dumb questions to, to that person. Okay. And the last one that I'll mention is co-working spaces. So... I kind of, I don't know, I I never really went to co-working spaces on a regular basis for whatever reason. I have that weird, um, you know, mental, I don't know what word to use there, but I'm weird and I can work in my house. I don't get distracted by like other stuff in the house so much, um, assuming there's not like construction crew or like someone talking directly in my ear, but I, I won't, uh, like sit and watch TV. I don't care about TV or like those little distractions like that. So for me working at home and not having any distractions and just being able to, uh, cut out any kind of commute time or anything like that was great. So I, I, I don't need the social aspect either. However, I, appreciate like being around other people occasionally and just having those side conversations so I can operate fine without like going to an office and having like the community aspect in an office. It's fine. I've gotten by just fine for about almost 10 years, like mostly working from home. um, and a whole lot of it just working by myself, sitting at my desk or standing. So this co-working space idea hasn't really like been so valuable to me, but I was kind of like wanting to, you know, meet some people around my, my new home city out here, Longmont. And I was like, oh, I'll check out the co-working spaces. Like maybe I can go every now and then. I know there's a lot more like online entrepreneurship stuff going on here versus an Bozeman just because of the the population difference which is you know pretty huge Bozeman is relatively small and this Denver area is relatively big like well over you know a couple million people and Bozeman was like 50,000 and there's just not as many folks there so anyway I was checking out like different co-working spaces and I was like ah, there's like some of the ones that you would hear about some of them are a little too far. I was trying to find something like in Longmont and I found, Mr. Money Mustache, which I'm not sure if people are familiar with him, but just Google it and you'll find some information about Mr. Money Mustache. It's a very popular, famous blog. And he's uh, this guy who retired at age 30. So pretty cool. And I saw that he has um, a co-working space and it was like the cheapest one. Uh, by far the most benefits. And it was the right kind of like community that I wanted to potentially like be around some other like-minded people, folks that are um, either financially independent or semi-retired or completely retired, or they like work online and they just generally understand the kind of stuff that I work on. So I went and uh, chatted with Pete, got a tour of the place. And I was like, this place seems great. There's also like Um, like free weights and some exercise equipment in in the um, sort of backyard there. And it's only about a mile and a half from where I live. So I thought to myself, this is a pretty good one. It's it's cheaper. It's the right kind of people. Pete seems pretty cool. And, um, you know, the other folks there probably like Pete as well. So I joined up there and it's been good. Now, one of the things that I noticed is people don't necessarily go there and work on a super regular basis. There's a handful of regulars, but it's really kind of chill in there. So I've gone in maybe a handful of times before I went on vacation and I had like a couple conversations, but you know, not too many. However, I know the people are like members of the group. So I'm looking forward to like meeting up for happy hours and that kind of thing. One awesome part of the, uh, uh, Mr. Money Mustache HQ over there is they have a few taps of beer. I may have mentioned that before a few taps of beer and also um, like a lot of good coffee. I think there's like some other, some other awesome stuff there, but I, it's escaping me right now. So anyway, I have found that is probably, Oh, somebody must be here. Georgie's barking. Let me pause here for a second. So I've joined this, you know, co-working space where I think there are like-minded people like in a, in a general way. And there are also people who, um, are, uh, number one, uh, probably a lot smarter than me and they are further along in their like financial independence journey than I am. And I'm sure that I can learn some pretty awesome stuff from them and just being around other like-minded people as I keep like, uh, just beating it into the ground here. Like it's, it's a pretty good um, idea and I have to uh i apparently I locked my wife out so I'll be right back oh man yeah i, I sure did I, I locked her out with a deadbolt there so it's like a hundred degrees today so I had to uh go let her in yeah sorry about that so anyway I think what I was saying is uh that being around those other folks at the co-working space is probably going to be very interesting. I think those, those folks are working on interesting things and I'll probably be able to learn a lot from them. Hopefully I know a few things that they don't know and I'll be able to, you know, help other folks out as well. But the whole idea here, um, is around like your mindset. And if you're just around a bunch of people, maybe at work, like my old job where everyone is just like accepting the status quo. Um, everyone is just like, Oh yeah, we're getting uh you know, one to 2% raises um, looks good, or people are complaining about crappy bonuses. These are all the things that I used to do, by the way. So if you're in that sort of scenario, you're either going to have like negative thoughts or you're just like, I'm stuck and this is terrible. And being around like other people that see possibilities elsewhere can be like super motivating, inspiring and all that stuff. As I mentioned, as soon as I found these podcasts where people were working for themselves and like making money online, I was like, oh wow, I had no clue that that could happen. Like I had no idea that that was a viable option for me. So we will leave it at that today. Now that my wife is home, since I opened the door, (laughs) all that commotion, pretty rough ending here. So thanks for sticking with me. And a quick, quick little plug for the aged site Case study. So basically, things are going pretty well. Um, I encourage you to check out the like raw notes page. So if you go to nichesiteproject.com/ascs for age site case study, you'll see the raw notes there. And I can't remember the like the stats off the top of my head, but in June the site made like. Eight bucks, and and um in July it was like thirty seven, and in August, like at this point when I'm recording this, like it looks like we're on track to break a hundred dollars, which you know fingers crossed at the date I'm recording this, which is going to give you some insight on how I'm scheduling things. It's the nineteenth of August, so things are going pretty good, and I have a bunch of content that I've published. I have a lot of um like backlinks that were in play as well. And all of this work was done while I was on vacation. Like I got everything scheduled and published 50 posts all while I was gone. It was fantastic. I didn't deal with any of the BS um, of like answering any questions from generally anyone. So it was really nice. I encourage you to check out those, uh, those notes and some of the like uh, updated, what do you call those? um, income reports, right? The revenue reports from Amazon. So you could go see some of the screenshots over there. Additionally, right? I'm not releasing all the information in the same place or in the same formats or anything. So I'm making you chase around for it. So if you want everything, you got to go check out the blog and you should head over to YouTube as well. There's some updates on YouTube where, uh, you get to see me wave my arms around and talk to the camera. So have a great day out there. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Doug Show. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm just sitting here at my computer recording stuff and uh, you're listening to it. And I think that's awesome. If you enjoy the show and you know someone who maybe would be interested in it, please let them know. I think it would be fantastic if you help spread the word. If you are not signed up for the Niche Site Project email list, well, you're in luck. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed, to this podcast please do subscribe and don't forget i welcome your questions so you could send uh your emails to feedback at doug.show i got that really cool domain doug.show that's it so feedback at doug.show or i'm gonna leave my voicemail number in the show notes so all you have to do is give me a buzz leave a voicemail and then i'll potentially put you on the air so looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time